Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of season two of the Toward Light podcast. A quick programming note, this episode was recorded live at a Zoom class that I was teaching. So the audio quality may be a little bit different than you're used to. Please enjoy. What I want to talk about today is how do we know when we're listening to our wise voice, our higher self, our true nature, the wisdom of the universe, whatever you want to call it. And when are we not? We get conditioned from in the womb. We get conditioned um, for our entire lives. So as we do this practice more and more, there's this question about, okay, what is really the right thing to do in this moment? Or how do I really feel in this moment? Now, one of the reasons that I'm talking about this today is because this has been like a really big part of my practice recently is sort of like, how do I listen to my inner voice or my inner knowing? What are the ways that I can tell the difference? And another piece comes in, I have an addiction history. So I am um, abstinent from alcohol and other substances for many years now. And I have a bunch of mental health stuff. So right now, what's really up is depression. I'm dealing with a, a pretty like extensive depressive episode, the longest I've had in a while. And then the other, like the third thing that comes in for me is I'm a woman of a certain age. So I'm, I'm hormonally, my body is changing. So I have all of these things happening. And so how do I know? Like when I'm reaching for that piece of candy, is that my addiction? Is that my depression? Is that like truly what's good for me in that moment? Like I can really talk myself up and down and I can really get lost. And so what I've been working on in my practice is getting really clear of what my voice sounds like, what that true inner wisdom sounds like. So we get conditioned in all of these ways. If we look at this idea of rebirth, I am coming into this lifetime with some conditioning, with some lessons I need to learn that have colored how I'm showing up in this lifetime. So that might be one way I'm conditioned. When I'm in my mother's womb, I'm conditioned by what she's doing. There's all this epigenetics research going on now that's showing that we carry in our body, in our DNA, something like back to 14 generations worth of stuff. So that's conditioning we're coming in with. That's all the conditioning that happens before we even take And then we take birth and we have a family that we're conditioned by. We have maybe religious stuff we might be conditioned by, school, 
the culture, the country that we live in, economics, like all of these things, race, everything comes in and we get conditioned in different ways. We might experience trauma at some point, which then also affects our conditioning. And so we have all of these things. And then we have this idea of this true self or this true nature or this inner knowing. The Buddha nature is what it's sometimes referred to. We have to like peel through the conditioning to uncover that, to get clear about what really is true for us, what is right for us. Talking about COVID, it's been a moment where we've all had to really check in and there's been a lot of cultural and societal pressure. And so like if I'm invited to something, I have to choose, does that feel good for me to go to or not? Does that feel safe for me personally? Is that what I want to be doing? And that's a moment where I can listen to my inner voice and we can get lost in comparing. So I have a friend who has children under five. And so she sees me like traveling around Mexico and going to the beach. And she's like, oh, wow, like you just seem like you're having this like freer life. And like, I feel like I'm being crazy for being so strict about my lockdown. And I'm like, you have kids under five. Like you, you, you know, like you can't compare. A lot of our conditioning ends up leading to a lot of comparing. And so we need to get really clear. This pandemic, I think, has taught us a lot. But one thing is we need to know what's best for us. We need to know what's best for us so we can be better in community. We can offer more if we know what's best for us. And so ways that we can then be conditioned, like around addiction, is when you start taking a substance and you start abusing a substance and then you need more of it in order to get the high that you've been used to, that is a way that we have conditioned our body and conditioned our minds and the chemicals in our brain. So the more we do this conditioning, the more layers we have to peel through to get to, get to the true nature. And so that's why meditation is so important, is when we're practicing because we're, we're slowing things down enough that we can start to see like, oh, is this really me? Or, or is this something that I've been conditioned into believing? I'd never lived outside the United States until this last year. And it's been a real eye-opener for a lot of cultural conditioning. In the U.S., efficiency is such a like, cultural quality. Like businesses are supposed to be efficient. And when you go wait in line somewhere, if you aren't seen in an efficient manner, like, totally okay to complain. And in Mexico, it's not held that same way. And so our experience has been when you go wait in line for something, you just go wait in line. Eventually, you'll get what you need to get. I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And then I'm like, oh, that's a cultural conditioning that I have. I've been conditioned to believe that this is what's important. Or growing up for most of us in a capitalist society of like, I have been conditioned to believe that productivity is sort of like the pinnacle of a good day. And so often I watch myself when someone says, you know, when my husband's like, oh, how was your day? And I'm like, oh, 
it was good, but like I didn't get enough done. And then it's like, so so you can't have a good day if you didn't get enough done? Like, why why can't it just be a good day? Like, did you have a good day? Like, does your true nature say, oh, I had a good day? Like one that's come up for me a lot recently is because I've been dealing with this depression is I have gone to see a psychiatrist and we've been trying different medication and we're trying to figure out how to help me sleep and how to elevate my mood. The one sleep med was not working. And so he wanted to put me on a very low dose of a benzo. And so I have an addiction history. He knows that. And I said to him, I said, I'm very nervous about doing this, but I do want to try something different. And so we talked about it a bunch and we found a way that works for me. But I noticed that some of my resistance was from some of the recovery rooms. Like when I first got sober, I got I got sober in the Northeast and I got sober in the very like sort of like tough love, 12 step. Like, like I walked into a room one day and this woman came up to me and handed me a workbook and said, I'm your sponsor. We're meeting on Thursday. You need to do the first four pages. Like it was just like, that's like, that's the recovery I grew up in. And so, um, and so there was a lot of very much like, don't take any medicine. And like, you know, if you take anything, it's a gateway to relapse. And And so for me right now, 20 plus years sober in a loving marriage with another sober person um, with a big community of support, there was a real sort of like, oh, actually, I, I know that I can take this medication safely. And and if this will help me sleep, and and who knows, like I'm still, I've only been a few days on it, but like that, that is the priority right now. And so if I can do this in a way that doesn't lead to addiction with a doctor who is monitoring me and I'm taking it as prescribed, like this is okay. Again, the conditioning that I had from my late teens, early twenties, like that, I had to sort of like peel peel through that layer to get to my true voice. But again, because I practice daily and because I have this regular sort of like ability to check in, I was able to hear my true voice. So what are some ways to do that? What are some signs or signals? A lot of it is about the body for me. Sometimes when I am very triggered um, or very uh, not in my true self, my voice actually changes. My, my husband started to point this out because um, it gets sort of like high and squeaky. And like, so when I get high and squeaky, that's a sign that I'm not connected to myself or I'm not, I, I'm in some, some old conditioning. If my shoulders are up to my ears, if my jaw is super clenched, some signs that like, I may not be fully in my true self, that there's other stuff going on. If my thoughts are repetitive, it's often, again, not true nature. So when it starts to be sort of like fast, I know that that's conditioned. I know that's anxiety. Sometimes that won't go away, but I can choose not to listen to it. Sometimes I like to imagine it's like a 
a radio in another room. So like you sort of hear it, but not really. Another thing is the languaging. When I am using absolutes, you must, I have to, the only, any of that stuff, then I know. Like when I'm getting that sort of rigidity, I know that's not true nature. Because true nature has to be flexible, right? Because the truth is that everything's impermanent. So, so my true voice, the tr- my true nature knows that truth and doesn't create these really firm absolutes. Black and white thinking is another sign. Like when I, when I see it can only be one way or the other, that is another sign for me of, oh, okay, this is not true nature. And for me, like I, this is a very ineffable feeling. So I'm, um, I'm going to do my best, but it, I'm not going to be able to describe it fully. But when I am um, really relaxed into myself, uh, that it it's almost it it's almost like I'm in that observer spot all the time. Like I'm just like I'm not so trapped in my experience or something. Like I feel, I don't feel sleepy, but there's like a peacefulness to it and sort of a a spaciousness. I also notice that when when I'm practicing, if I ask a question, the answer from true nature is almost always pretty quick and pretty simple. So again, it's not, well, you could do this, but maybe that and da, da, da. It's like, I'm like, oh, should I like take my dog to the vet? And it's like, yes, go. Or like, no, you know, or it's like, hey, it doesn't matter one way or the other. But it's simple. Like my true nature is simple. It's, um, and it knows, like it knows. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.